Jack Alaka here. Thank you for joining me in my first ever episode of Into the Ether with Jack Alaka. Today, Brandon, my friend, called me up, asked me what I was doing, nothing, pretty much just jerking off, doing some laundry, poking around on the internet like we all do every day, every week. Every fucking month. Never gets boring. Don't know why. So he says, I'll pick you up. We'll go take a little cruise. And we'll talk about some cool stuff. So this is my little cruise this afternoon with Brandon Muse. A longtime close friend of mine. Be sure to subscribe. And you don't have to worry about messages from any sponsors because I don't have any. But definitely be sure to subscribe. And there you have it. Enjoy the first episode of Into the Ether with Jack Alaka. These fucking automatic things that we do because these things aren't important. The moving through space or the apparent moving through space is of little value other than what appears to be external stimulation that we don't even take in. There's not a giant fire over there, so I don't fucking pay attention to over there. There's not a big fucking vagina right there, so I don't fucking... That's, there's nothing to distract me from what else I'm doing, which is really living within my living within my living constantly living within my mind, you know. Whatever the point was, it's that flux and that flow. Tell me more about uh, your uh, scientific What did you call it? Illuminism. Illuminism. Oh, that's magic. That's the study of the occult. Because the occult means hidden. That's it. Esoteric information just means inner knowing for... Because you can't... That's my biggest problem. That's why I'm, I'm only learning to remain silent in certain circumstances. And I'm not even that good at that, but speech and silence and silence and speech are two things that, two ordeals that you have to you know, learn in the perfection of self, or the perfection of self is a magus, or doer of fucking magic, and I'm a chaos, magus, chaot, uh, and that is to confound and confuse. So that's why the Bible, which is strictly a mystical, magical drug reports. That's what they all are. You know what I mean? All of it is. And fucking, uh, that's why it's written the way it's written. And that's why, because everything is occulted by something at some point or always. The backside of the other side of the moon is always occulted to our view. It's just the way it goes. But we assume it's there because there's always the other side of the coin. As far as we know or as far as we're willing to accept, you know. 
there's a dark, there's a, a, a light, if there's a, so on and so forth. Uh, that's the duality, but I guess in that, and that's the thing with scientific illuminism is taking those, because empirical evidence, empirical thinking will never account, will never allow for the accounting for and of the unknown, the unmeasurable. And to me, and to a lot of uh, scientific Illuminati, <laughs> the unknown is all that matters, like everybody says. And that's right point of fucking focus. What's the matter? What is matter? Well, there is a good point of study, you know. When people come to you with a question, you always leave them with another question. What is matter? What is matter? What are we discussing here? Are we discussing what is matter as a, as a principle of uh, statement or terminology? Or are we saying what is matter in the sense of what is matter? What makes up matter? What is so matter? What is the matter is always the question. Uh, what is the matter at hand? Uh, and all of those things, correspondences, everything corresponds to something else. Well, red corresponds to what? Apples, heat, fucking whatever. You get into the English Kabbalah and the fucking Goetia and numerology and those things where they correspond all letters to numbers and through those numbers all things just assign themselves. Uh, so, point being is that physics, uh, uh, quantum physics and practice of ceremonial, ritual, magic kind of go hand in hand because as they're discovering, matter, energy is affected by the observer. Uh, light as a particle, light as a wave, those things differentiate based upon the necessitation of the observer or the observation. And that's it. Life, uh, uh, in general, reality as a construct or a neurological pattern doesn't exist as there coming to the understanding when not interacted with. So the rest of fucking the world is not really there until you say, well, this is the rest of the world. This is the part of the world that I'm just like in a dream. They say if you find yourself dreaming, you can start the practice of lucid dreaming by understanding that you're in a dream. And a lot of times when we do that, we wake up because there's a fucking mind, body, ultra-conscious self uh, link and all of that that we, A, don't understand and B. Because when we're dreaming, we're dreaming, we're fucking around with dimethyltryptamine in the secreted form of, through the brain, through the pineal gland. When we're born, the massive trauma to the head coming out of the vaginal canal produces massive amounts of DMT. So when we die, 
our brains produce massive amounts of DMT. So you have three specifically uh, significant events in the life process or the, the, the process of existence, or I guess you could say the uh, phenomenon of existence, because really that's all it is. Each individual is God to themselves, because without themselves, they each individual, or better yet said, each individual is the center of the universe when recognized as such. Otherwise, you're just a part of it. You're the window on the wall, you know, or the branch on the tree, but you're just that. But once you acknowledge or you realize that, you know, then you become your own center of the universe or God. You're God because you are the one point of everything that is to you. Because if you're what we understand is non-existent anymore, then your rational thought process of it all doesn't matter. It makes no difference whether you're, what your opinion is on that because if you, as the entity that we're discussing it right now, you each as their own individual center of the universe just collectively now we're just uh, identifying each other as such uh, for conversational purposes um, that just means that we're expanding that but like everything else expands and contracts and it doesn't matter though you know what I mean it just is what it is but it's like picking out pieces of... You've seen, uh... I Heart Huckabees? Yeah, I have. Great fucking... Great so fucking... On, is that a film on uh, ex existentialism? Existentialism, which is essentially what we're talking about. The idea, the principle of existing. What does that mean? Does that mean this is existing? This is existing, but... There's no existential experience beyond right now or beyond its purpose as a what what is it it's a constituents of its parts and that's kind of the idea in the greater form of things in existentialism is that why wow, that's i that's the thing i liked about them is their existential detectives so, so the cigarettes and the cigarette box exists but but doesn't do it, much beyond that. Well, I, that's the point, though. That's the thing. That's why you need existential detectives, because, uh, you know, this, being whatever it is, exists at this point as a point of purpose for this discussion. So it superseded, A, it's position as paper, as a tree, as a fucking seed, as a, all those things that it was before, uh, we're going superseding that in the ultra-consciousness uh, state, saying, okay, this has become a significant uh, portion of existence, of our existential interaction at this point, because once we leave, this thought process will all fucking... Uh, Waft itself out like a fart in the fucking wind, you know? But uh, nonetheless, it's still point of focus for this moment saying that that's the idea, is that that's, the, that's why we're divine animals, because unlike a dog or a monkey, 
were having a discussion on existentialism and a pack of cigarettes. So, uh, that's the point. Nothing is anything until it becomes a significant point of reference and focus or intention for that matter, because really, all life exists, it seems, as a point of an intention. That was an intention of somebody's at some point. Uh, that was, that was, that was, point of intention. That's how anything comes into being. The I am or the logos. Christ means crystals, which is, uh, uh, here's the logos, and logos means the first utterance in nothingness, which was I am, which is quickly followed by I am alone. So, existence begat by a statement, the notion that I am, and then it was followed by a question, I'm what, alone, that's what. So, and those things, uh, and those are all ordeals to obtain through the scientific illuminism and, and those methods and those processes because you got to understand that everybody looks out like, well, where is it? What is the answer? Where is the beginning of the equation? Uh, and you have to look in yourself, you know. The way I learned to understand it was because I remember before I was born. I fucking recall myself and that moment waking up and it, you can't consider it waking up. You can't. It is literally ineffable in its expression of understand or understanding the expression of that point. But I would call it the liminal point where the liminal point? Right. Why do you call it that? Uh, uh, liminal. What does that mean? To me, I reference it as, like, if you're... If all is blackness, and you have a point, like in the night sky, say, if everything was the night sky, and you're just there, you're not you, because there's nothing to say, well, this is me. Uh, because you're just in vast nothingness. In fact, you just are vast nothingness, and you fucking find a point of reference, or, as I see it myself, uh, a liminal point of being, like, uh, I am. <laughs> but what's here, you know? And that's the thing. That was the first notion that I ever had that, but I only know that notion as a recollection. So before you were born, you had the notion of that of I was something, but then that you were something that I was, that was it. I am. That's pretty incredible. Right. And that was a reoccurring every single fucking night when I would lay down to go to sleep, not sleeping, but in the hypnagogic fucking phase that was the recollection, the memory of that recollection. So it was a memory, a recalled memory, fading into a dream. So I never knew how to take it until many, many years later when, I mean, I just assumed this was before I was born because then after I learned about the problems with my parents when they got divorced and my dad was violent and things like that, like different aspects of it made sense because as the recollections were, I mean, I remember sound, I remember 
There was no form, though. There was no me. It was only... Nothing so you've had many memories oh, before yeah, you were born. Yeah, yeah. There's a series. I mean, and there it gets to a point because it gets. There's ones that are violent, are like, which is hard to say. It's violent when this isn't nothing. just like one. No, re- this isn't just an you've had, mem- you've had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can remember. I, re- I actually have. A, this is a better memory than most of my memories uh, of anything else in my life. You know, I have very few that are as discernible and clear as this one, but. Now, correlating that, you know, some 30-plus years later when I started reading on these different, and it was probably, I was probably just into my, just barely in my 30s when I first, or my late 20s when I first started reading about the, because a lot of it's all, it's all scattered into all the different religions and, and theories and philosophies and it's all the same though I mean they all stem from that same seeking and that sense of longing to either be separate from or completely separate from or completely a part of everything that was my goal was to figure out if I was one or the other that I was and learning that I'm completely a part of everything Yes. Um, made me only understand that I am completely separate from it. You know, I know I'm a, I'm just, I'm just a wave in the ocean. I'm a drop of fucking water or a grain of sand, uh, salt, literally in the ocean. But at the same time, knowing that separates me from everything else because I can be in a, a complete vast sea of everyone here and it's still I'm still going to feel that same way. While at the same time being connected with everything in the ether mm-hmm. this has been In the Ether with Jack MacArthur, your host Thank you very much, yes. Brandon Mews yep. Come by my studio anytime yep. Well there you have it folks that about wraps it up the first episode of Into the Ether with Jack Alaka like to thank Brandon Muse very much for calling me randomly today for my usual jerk-off nothing day. Join me next time right here on Into the Ether with Jack Lacka. Leading there